is a great joy to encounter each and every one of you. Because each of you is a light, a divine light. Sometimes a divine light hiding behind the shadow of an ego. But even when that shadow is very thick, the light is visible to those who have a third eye to see and very beautiful. And as your light shines brighter and brighter through the veil of the ego, and that veil gradually dissolves through the practice of meditation, through remembrance of the real self, the light not only shines more brightly, but all of your powers of creativity, joy, and love emerge from behind that veil. And all the suffering comes to an end. Isn't that why we're here? To end our suffering and to learn again to live in our real, true nature, which is bliss. But to realize the perfect bliss of our being, we must dissolve the veil of the false self and all of its defense mechanisms that hold it firmly in place and resist its own light, its own love, its own power. because of traumas from the past of love that turned out to be false, conditional, manipulative, possessive, destructive, defiling of the real self from those whom we may have loved but who could not love us back even if they wanted to or thought they were doing so because of their own veils and their own projections, their own fears. And that's the tragedy of human existence in Kali Yuga. We come here as divine, luminous beings and then the veil is imposed upon us and we wear it out of loyalty to those who put it on us with the command never to remove it. And we take that as if it were an order from God when really it is an order from Maya, from illusion itself, from beings who are confused and lost, who are threatened by the light and the power of spirit and who therefore, to control you, want to keep you small and ignorant of your unlimited nature. That's called socialization. 
once we recognize that that veil is an illusion, that we miscognized who we are, because no one saw us really for who we are, we begin the vision quest, the spiritual journey to discover the self. And at first, we probably look in all the wrong places. We look outside for things and people to tell us what we are and what our value is. But soon we realize the world is a mirage and its values are not accurate and cannot bring us joy or peace. Or truth. And that's when we realize that the answer must lie within. It must lie within the depth dimension of our being that we're rarely told about. We're told we're the body and they take photos of the surface of our body and we begin to identify with that surface and try to make it look as good as we can but are always dissatisfied with it. We try to make it as quick, and agile, and intelligent as we can, but it's always a superficial cleverness that tries to get the approval of the other or to shock and awe the other by rebelling against what is required. But it's always in relationship to the other. It's always the veil that is acting, not the real self, because that has been forgotten. And so when we begin seriously the journey of self-realization, we let go of all of that because we know it's a dead end, that it only leads to more suffering, disappointment, devastation, lack. And if we can radically let go of the need for the other's approval, or gaze, or touch, or their desire. If we can radically detach from our own self-image based on the body, or based on the mind, based on achievements, prestige, and social status, if we can let go of all of that, then the real search can finally get underway. Because those are the anchors that moor us in the physical plane where we cannot find the self. They moor us in attachments to biological family. And we cannot find the spiritual parents that live in the depth dimension. But the light from that source, from the energy within, from the Supreme Self, is always there guiding us. And as we begin to disidentify from the physical form and the sensual realm and its pleasures and pains that follow quickly one upon the other, to realize some more enduring 
peace and joy. And we recognize that the mind itself, with all of its thoughts, is another form of alienation from our being. It's an attempt to grasp the self that can never be the self, that can only at best point to the self. And so then the process of self-inquiry enters the phase where it goes beyond the mind. It enters the phase of being the silent witness of the mind. And it begins to see the patterns of the mind and the traps that the mind plays and all of its illusions, images of a happiness that are a mirage. And it stops falling for that game and wonders who it is to whom all of these words and images are appearing. Who is this witness? And then as one sits and goes more deeply into the silence and into the depth dimension, one discovers the truth that the self is not objective, is not a thing, can never be grasped by the mind, can never be grasped, or contained in any realm of objects, has no form at all, and therefore is not limited, is not in space or time, and that those are but illusions of the mind. And one realizes that there is no longer anything to hold on to, no anchors, And at that point, one will either get a terror of groundlessness or a thrill of freedom. Usually they both come simultaneously. And if one chooses to take the risk to enter the free fall of inner silence without coming back into some signifier or some sensual experience that grounds you and will stay in the silence, one will realize that the silence itself is the portal to the bliss of our being. And at the moment we realize that any production of an I-thought, a thought that asserts the separate existence of a self apart from the silence and the awareness, immediately brings us down and immediately alienates us from the very joy that we are feeling. Then the self lets go of that last hold on limited existence and realizes the unlimited. And here the peace deepens and saturates the self, saturates every level of consciousness. And one feels 
the divine love that both pours in and rises up. And for the first time there is true satisfaction. And by a total surrender into this energy, this power, emerging from the very core of one's being, one realizes one is this infinite power of love. And the love rises to such levels that overwhelm and dissolve the ego. And there is bliss. Sat, chit, ananda. This is self-realization. Once known, once understood, once accepted as oneself, there is never again fear or self-doubt, neediness, desire, anxiety, addiction, or any other problems that plague nearly everyone. And the power of this energy can heal the body and keep the mind in higher order and enable all of one's creative potential to emerge and express itself in unimaginably beautiful ways. Because that's why we are here and that's what we are. And when enough of us do this, we will together create a new world. <laughs>